This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And welcome again to Cottage Talk Full-Time. I'm Russ Goldman. Joining me right now is Max Cohen. This is our initial reaction to Fulham's 1-0 loss to Newcastle United at St. James's Park. And uh, Max and I, we're going to just go through this quickly in about 20 minutes to a half hour. We're obviously uh, very disappointed with how this match played out in the end. But there are things to talk about, and I'm going to share my initial reaction. But I will get the initial reaction of Max shortly. Giannis will be joining us tomorrow for a post-match show. It'll be Giannis and me. We'll be doing a post-match show. But Max and I are going to do a full-time show. Before we do anything else, I also want to mention, as always, please do subscribe on YouTube and Apple Podcasts. It does help other Fulham supporters find us. Okay. Max, over to you. I'm sure it's Mad Max right now after that disappointing 1-0 loss. The third time that they've lost to a top six side at the very end. So there is that going on. But I also think, and again, this is just my initial reaction. It's very disappointing how this all ended. But I see how Fulham have matured as a club, and I'm very disappointed. But I am going to take a lot of positives out of this for Fulham. It's hard, but I'm going to. But we'll get to talking about the Metro situation, the penalty, all of that. Are you Mad Max or are you Optimus Max or both? No, you, you, you can't be optimistic after a sickening end to the game like this. I mean, yeah. to miss the penalty in that fashion, I yeah. guess the worst. Because I was running about my apartment celebrating, delighted, just thinking we had almost snatched three points there. And then to see the referee indicating, you're thinking, what's going on? What, what, what's happened? Because I, I thought he just scuffed it, Russ. Yeah. And then to see the replay was just, yeah, I think Steve's spot on. Steve Lidgard spot on there. He has to be taken off pens. He's missed three this season. Um, Wolves match that dropped us two points. The Southampton match thankfully didn't impact the result, but that's poor. And then here today, and he's done it in the past too. Andreas Pereira scored probably the most high pressure penalty this season, you could argue, which was away at City at the Etihad, you know, and he was standing 
right by the spot. Bobby Dick could have read also had the ball, you know, whatever, whatever. You have to put that behind us at this point. But uh, just the mentality to think you're so close to winning or yeah. so close to getting a point, at least at the end. And then we just switch off and Isak heads into an empty net. Yep. And seeing the Newcastle fans, it gets sickening. Just gutting to see them celebrate like that. The entire stadium celebrating like they won the league. It reminds me of the Arsenal match too, actually. It's another match against the top 16 where we lost it at the death. Yeah. At the death. And the time wasting too, Russ. Again, embarrassing for Newcastle. This is a team who, you know, they're, they're a small club. They might be third in the league, but they play like they're in the relegation fight watching that performance at the end. You know, it's really disappointing. And I get your point, Russ. Yep. Tomorrow, I'll look back and say, you know what? We just won four matches in a row in the league. We just beat Chelsea. We're playing neck and neck with these teams who are theoretically the best teams in the league. That's right. And That's the way I'm looking I, at it. You have to make the point, though. Newcastle were the better side. They yeah. were the better side. We were defensive. We were on the ropes. But right. we were in the match. and that's what We were in the match the entire match. Up until the end when they gave up the goal. They were in the match. They fought throughout the match, and that's what I'm taking out of this. I'm going to share this comment from Stephen Turner. And Stephen, thank you so much for commenting. And I have some comments off of your comment. Here it is. We are a sole play out from the back laborious side with no speed or pace on the break. We don't have a simply physical midfield player to act as a physical battering ram. Okay, I understand that. There was one more comment. That was actually – this is Palinia. How about well, <laughs> We just don't have the player's stamina, physicality, the intensity levels, the energy levels, the physical power that Newcastle possess. We were chasing shadows, out-muscled, out-run, out-played. Out-played, out-muscled, yes. But, and again, this isn't an excuse, Stephen, but Newcastle United did have two days rest, and it did show in the ending of this match. And listen, this is full credit extreme full credit to Newcastle United, but I'm not going to buy that Fulham don't have the stamina. I think that this was asking a lot from this side, and I thought they battled the best that they could. They hung with this team. Yes, Newcastle United have all of that, but I think that there was another factor in here, the fact that Fulham played on Thursday. You could say it's an excuse, but I've seen them battle for 90-plus minutes before. Do they need to work on their fitness a little bit? I don't know. Maybe, maybe it is a factor, Stephen. But I want to give credit to Newcastle United. But I'm not looking like Fulham need all these things to change. They were outplayed, Max. They were. Stephen's right. They were outplayed, but I don't think they were outplayed by a tremendous amount. Because if they were outplayed by a tremendous amount, Max, they would have lost. As my guest on Friday suggested, three nil. He was wrong, by the way. He was wrong. He said three nil. It was one nil. And dare I say, and you and I said this, do you think Fulham should have gotten something from this match? I say yes. You even said, should we have won the match? There's an argument to be made. Yeah, I mean, it's just the mentality change after the miss. We weren't the same after that penalty miss. For the prior 10 to 15 minutes before Deco de Reed won the pen, we had some nice passing, some good you know, one-twos, some momentum. And then after that, we didn't pose an attacking threat at all, essentially. No. And, and that's what's sad because there's a whole delay and then there's a momentum swing and then Newcastle just throw everything at us. And then there's that sub, which you mentioned before we went on air, Russ, which I'm sure you have thoughts on, yep. with taking out Pereira and then putting in Tosin. I think that was negative. I think that was negative. Yep. And if you look at the goal, you really want to analyze it. Tosin lost his man. 
Tosin was ball watching. He was ball watching. Max. I don't love taking a center back off the bench and throwing him to the action into such a high pressure, high pace atmosphere that was St. James's Park. He didn't look on the pace. I'm yeah. not going to come out here and, you know, slam Tosin because I don't no. know it's all his fault. But, you know, Silva has to be a bit smarter in that situation um, because I think that was a momentum turner. Because, that was yeah. one of the first times, Max, I'm sorry to cut in, that I can yeah. remember him going negative, that he yeah. went negative, that he was playing for the draw. I can't remember many times that he's done this. And Tosin, I think there's a reason why Diop looked like the way he did and the reason why he picked Diop. Diop, I thought, was the man oh, of the match. Diop. Wow. Diop was everywhere. Superb. Okay. Please feel free to share who was your man of the match. But I thought Diop was the man of the match. That decision, I think, unfortunately, it's hindsight being 2020, affected the match. And nothing against Tosin. I like Tosin, but maybe he should have stuck with a positive approach and rolled the dice that way. But, you know, I'm second guessing Max. Yeah, I think we have to talk about Diop. Diop's next level, just different class today. His best game in a foam shirt that I've seen. Hands he down. He was everywhere. And there were a couple of situations where he legitimately saved the goal, I'd say four times with last that last gap, gas t- challenges. Yep. And just hats off to him because he hasn't always shown that form. And But he's forced his way in the starting 11, and he deserves it. Okay. All right. Very good. All right. Got a lot of comments as our friend Chris Goodwin. He- who is a Liverpool supporter, so he's neutral in this. He says, if this was a boxing contest, I would have scored this about 10-8 Newcastle. He actually said that at halftime, so I guess he, he's going with that. What do you think about that comment? Would you say that's right, or would you say that's wrong? Yeah, you know, I'm not the biggest boxing expert, but <laughs> I get the idea. Yeah, it was back and yeah. forth, but I do think the overall passage of play, just think about all the chances Newcastle had. They had a lot of them. I mean, Yep. Shar uh, hit the post with that free kick. Yep. And then Diop narrowly diverted the rebound. Uh, we had Callum Wilson had many chances one on one that Lennon played well. Diop in the first half jumps in on Longstaff. Taking a step back, Newcastle were the attacking force, which makes sense. Yeah. They're fourth in the league. They're playing at home. I think their squad is you know quite expensively assembled. That makes sense that we're playing defensively. It's not the end of the world that we weren't you know at our very best. And as you mentioned. We just put in an absolute shift Thursday night against Chelsea, which must that's have my point a lot all of this. our reserves. I'm, listen, so, that's that's yeah. my point. I don't mean to be making excuses. And Stephen's right for his criticism and what he said. I just think that you have to factor in what happened Thursday to what we saw today and the fact that they were able to, like I said, give themselves a chance not just to get a point here, Max, but to win. Is something positive to take out of this. I know it's difficult when you get a sucker punch like this, and we've now had several of them. You know me, I'm a glass half full guy, and I'm leaving this thinking, we're hanging with all these teams. Maybe we need some reinforcements to take us to the next level to where Newcastle are. Newcastle are the better side. They've shown it. They deserve all three points. I'm going to say it. I'll give it to them. As my friend Chris said, 10-8 to with a boxing score. But you know what? It wasn't that far off. Fulham were not that far off. Like I said, I had someone on my show, on our show, Max, that predicted 3-0. It wasn't a 3-0 match, Max. It wasn't. It, it's, it simply was not. But listen, I again, I appreciate Stephen's comments on that we need this, we need that. I'm just not sure about that. I just think that the fitness coming off of Thursday was a factor here. That's just where I'm going on it. Yeah, I think, again... We went into the season 
in August saying if we stay up, it's 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 a success. Yeah, look where we are now and- that we're complaining <laughs> in such a strong way. Look at how far we've come. So it is just credit to everyone at the club that we can take the best teams in the division to the very end. We can force teams. If you think about it, as you mentioned, Russ, you know, drew Liverpool 2-2, lost to Arsenal 2-1 at the very end, right? Lost to City at the very end. Lost to United at the last kick of the match. Arsenal, Tottenham. We were with all of these sides. that That might be the most remarkable aspect of the season so far is that there are very few times in the league I think there's only one match I could argue where we've one. been thoroughly outplayed, and that was probably Newcastle at home. Right, right, and or Spurs right. away. But even that was close at the end, right? So we're we're hanging in there. No one looks at us and says that's an easy three points. Today we were tired. We dug in a little bit. We rode our luck. But in a different story, that's a goal from Mitro or anyone else taking that penalty. We're up one right. nil, and at a minimum we get a point from the match. So Silva's having us in the in the game. We we were getting we're getting breaks. The, today was unlucky, but right. we're playing with a team of confidence essentially. And that you know it, it's a setback, but people in the comments are saying, you know, we're fortunate to be where we are, and we shouldn't. I disagree. I completely disagree. I understand why people are saying that, but I disagree that we're fortunate to be sixth. We've earned sixth. We showed it today that we earned to be where we are. I, I don't think we're lucky. I don't see it that way. Yeah. And to our friend Chris Goodwin, who's a Liverpool supporter. Should have beaten Liverpool as well, Max. That's coming from a Liverpool supporter. Yeah, we played well, well that day. We played very well. Yeah. So, all right. Just, let's... Ross, come on. Seeing them score. I mean, just the, the manner of the goal. And I, let's talk about the goal quickly. Yep. Tim Ream. Love Tim Ream. He tried to play a lofted through ball to Kurzawa in our own half. And that started the goal. Because Kurzawa was running. Yeah. Uh, I think Murphy intercepted it. Kurzawa was all the way up the pitch out of position. They work the ball around, and suddenly the cross comes in from where Kozawa should have been. He's tracking back, but he's not in position. The header comes off, and, and Diop has his back turned. It's unlucky. And then it's just a little flick into an empty net, and it just felt like such a cheap way to concede. After all the work we've done, after the 90th minute, and to hear the, the entire stadium erupt, that's what I think is so aggravating about it, is that it wasn't that good of a goal. It was a scrappy goal. But to me... As a glass half full person, Max, when I look at it, the way that they reacted, the way that they're going to celebrate this, they're celebrating like they beat Man City. So for me, it just shows how far Fulham have come. That's the way I look at it. As we've both said, let's give credit to Newcastle United. Deserved the match. They were the better team. Fine. We'll go there. But I'm not going to feel bad. I'm not going to think that Fulham need all these changes. I think that they need reinforcements. I think they need more players to come in. Yes, of course. But I do think that they did not embarrass themselves. And I think that you can make an argument that they deserve better from this. That's all. That's all. I'm, that's where I'm going yeah. on this. I'm disappointed just like everyone else. But I'm not going to hang my head and do the woe was me act. I'm just not going to do it. I'm just not going to do it. You know, because I think this is a different foam side. I think this is a foam side that can end in six. Dare I say it? And I'm going to say it right now. They showed me something today in a defeat. They showed me that maybe they're that close. They're that close. So maybe that means reinforcements for Marco Silva. Maybe it does. Maybe that's the difference. I, I think that so. little quality. I think so because I think it is the bench. The yeah. bench is where it still is a bit. To I'm be seeing desired. the comments that people that are watching. Maybe it is the bench. Because look at what Newcastle brought off the bench. 
again, a very expensively assembled side credit to them, you know, not, maybe not, but I mean, Isak, he's a class player, you know, Alan, Alan Maximum at halftime, Jacob Murphy, very bright additions. And we brought on Dan James, you know, yep. Harry Wilson, Kearney. I love Kearney, but yep. in, in a match like this, I didn't notice a single sub at all that we brought on and the yep. Newcastle subs led to the goal, scored the goal. Right. And that's the difference here. So, our starting 11 is fine, but when we start yep. playing the congested fixtures Thursday, Sunday, you know, Anthony Robinson suspended, you can see where we're a team which is set up to survive and not quite push the top six just because of the depth. And that's fine. You know, that's fine. Right. The fact that we're here where we are with the squad we have yep. is a testament to what someone's getting out of them. But in January, exactly. what, what is your priority in January, Russ? We're here now. What position? My priority is right back to help out Kenny Tete and midfield help. Now I've seen from several people saying backup striker, another striker, maybe, maybe, but I don't think that should be the priority. I think the priority should be helping midfield and then also a definite right back. And they're obviously going for it. I do want to share a couple comments, my friend. This is from a Newcastle United supporter. So I want to share this Fulham came for a point, almost got it. It's debatable if you deserve the point, as you didn't have an attempt on goal. Mitro, very unlucky with his pen. Fulham are a very good side. So credit there. I don't Appreciate think Fulham came for a point, though. I, I disagree there. I actually think that's not giving enough credit to your side. I think Fulham wanted to play. In fact, you saw how Marco Silva was reacting. He was disappointed with them not being more offensive, Max. So I don't think they went to play for a point. I think that has more to do with how Newcastle United play. But that's where I'm going on that. Let's see. I've got another Newcastle United supporter. I don't mind sharing these. Hi, all Newcastle fan here. Great game. You guys probably been the hardest we've had this season. Good luck for the rest of the season. That's that's high price. That's high price. Yeah, I mean, I, listen. I think that it's great to see that. I appreciate the comments of Newcastle fans. It was it was a it was a hard fought match, and they needed until the 90th minute to win it. But We'll take that. I think a lot of teams, thankfully, are saying about us this season. And it's just such a change from what we've had uh, in the past Premier League seasons. It's still a remarkable stat that we've already surpassed our point total from the Scott Parker season. And we're just about exactly halfway through the season. Right. That's amazing, Russ. Right. I'm going to share another comment from Stephen Turner. Obviously, Stephen, very upset. And I, I don't blame you. I don't blame everyone for being upset. This is what he had to share. We had 10 players today. Mitro didn't play for the team today. Sorry, just my view. And we just lacked the 11th player. And that's a striker. We just lacked a cutting edge. What are your thoughts about lacking a cutting edge? Well, I think that's the part which I agree with. I don't think you can necessarily question his mentality. I don't think Mitro didn't play for the team, but I think he was poor. You have to be honest. He was isolated a lot of the match. Yep not his fault that we're 10 men behind the ball and then Mitro's the one outlet and he's not getting any service. I mean, there were a couple times the ball was put in the box. I remember he controlled it and laid off. Um, I'm not sure who he laid. Oh, he had a shot that was blocked and then Tete right. had that shot over right in the first half, but you're right. He didn't get his head on one cross. I think also that's credit to Newcastle. I mean, Dan Byrne right. and Boatman and Shar, these are big defenders, big physical defenders. Right. They knew what our game plan was going to be. And that's I think, testament to Newcastle. No cross in the box. Right. He, he was anonymous, Mitro. And that sometimes happens. You know, he was suspended. Maybe he's not up to full fitness. You know, he still came back from the World Cup nursing that injury. It wasn't the type of game which he wanted to play, which is fair. But with the penalty miss, 
that's the, that's the headline. And I think Steve made the comment, which I actually agree with, yep. even if it hadn't taken the deflection, that ball is going to Micho's left, and that's the same direction that Pope dived. And to be honest, given that it was scuffed off his standing foot, it wasn't a very good penalty and probably wouldn't have beaten him anyway. Right. So it's a good point. We have to have that conversation. Okay. And I think that he needs to be taken off penalties. I think it should be Pereira. The question is, how does Marco Silva do that? Because <laughs> get... Mitro's, yeah. What right. do you think? Well, let's get there before we do. Because again, I know we're all over the place with full time, but let's focus on the big events, my friend. We're having, we're I'm having place, a little fun else. with this. So There's no Giannis. There's no structure. <laughs> so let's start here. Let's talk about Fulham getting the penalty. Their I say could have had two penalties in one situation. So what are your thoughts about that? Do you think that they deserve the penalty here? What do you make of this? The Bobby Decadova read one. Then, of course, I thought Pereira, let's be honest, I think Pereira dived there. Let's be fair. But Bobby Decadova reads, was it marginal? Was it close? What are your thoughts? Well, let's talk about Pereira first. I don't think it's a dive. You don't think it's a dive? Soft. I, there was soft. a tug, but that's not enough to go down. But it's not okay. like there's no contact. So I think that was the correct decision. The Bobby Duckett over Reed one, you can look at it two ways. And I think Trippier was saying that. I mean, Duckett over Reed stood on Trippier's, I think, right foot or his standing foot. He trod on him. Now, Trippier is saying that's a foul first. But then Trippier comes in and sweeps out Duckett over Reed's standing foot. And that's what the penalty is called for. I understand why it's a penalty. I'm happy as a penalty. But it, was, it wasn't a stonewall penalty, Rob. No, it wasn't. I think we are fortunate with VAR. I'm okay with the call, but you can <laughs> see it so, both ways, right? Because right. Decadova Oh, I can see contact, it. If I was a Newcastle United supporter, sorry. But then he sweeps him out. And, yeah. and there was no intent for Decadova. That's why I think it was, it was a penalty. It's because yeah. Decadova was trying to play the ball, accidentally stepped in him, but Trippier clearly swept out his feet from him. Okay. Very good there, my friend. All right. Let's get to talking about Mitro. And if you're watching live, we're going to ask the question because Max and I are going to talk about it. Should Marco have the difficult talk and decision to change who's going to be taking penalties, maybe have Pereira doing it. Please feel free to share your thoughts on that. Max, the penalty. So I've never seen this before. They kept talking on the broadcast that maybe they've seen it once in a blue moon, but not in the Premier League. So that just tells you how crazy this situation is. What did you think when you initially saw it? You probably thought it was a goal. It's funny because if you go on to the full Twitter account, they were already going with Mitro's goal and all that. And then, of course, it gets disallowed for a double kick. I mean, I've never seen that before. Your thoughts? Certainly never in a full match. I can't remember ever seeing that. I celebrated, Russ. I thought it was a goal. I was delighted. The narrative of Mitro scoring back at Newcastle, getting the goal you know, against the run of play. It was very sweet. It was sweet revenge. And then suddenly you look back at the screen and, and the ref is – gesticulating and, he's, and they're cutting to Newcastle fans who are cheering and you're thinking, well, what's happened now? I Initially, I thought maybe there's a Fulham player who was in the penalty area when it was taken and that's why they had to retake it. But then I realized there was no retaking and it was just it was just an indirect free kick from Newcastle and that was, it was devastating. It, I, could it be that Newcastle players trod on the area that made him slip and lose his balance? Because that's what it was. He slipped. I don't know. I don't know. Because I know that's something which a lot of it's sad to see, and Pope was doing it. Uh, other Newcastle players crowded on the penalty spot. I just don't like that in football, Russ. If yep. the penalty is awarded, you know you can disagree all you want with it, 
you're not going to change it being awarded. But what teams do now is just try to psychologically put put every attacking player, every penalty taker off as much as they can. And it just, I mean, I get it's gamesmanship. And sure, we saw it in the World Cup final with Emmy Martinez, but in a Premier League match in, in early January, mid-January, just, it's, just, just try to defend the penalty, right. you know? It was a Nick Pope had had a ball in his hand when Decker of Reed had the other ball. You know, we had to have Pereira. That whole situation was crazy, man. So it just it makes players look silly, really. Yeah. It does. Yeah, and I'm sorry for interrupting you. I keep doing that. I'm just I'm a little emotional. I'm a little emotional. I w- want to get back and talk a little bit because Steve Lidgett, our co-host, is also a referee. This is what he had to share about the penalty itself. Trippy on Bobby, an easy pen. He says Stonewall, and that's coming from a referee. So. Just want to mention that. Let's see what else Steve had. Steve says he would put Andreas on that. So would you do that? Would you make that move? Yes. Yes, I would. Andreas scored against City. He's probably one of our most technical players. Sure. Sure. It, but again, that's the situation. As, as yeah, Black, White, and Fred says, I'd be scared. Yeah. <laughs> because, because not only is, is it Mitrovic an intimidating persona, it's that taking away penalty duties from him will hurt him psychologically, I feel. You know? That's the issue, is that you're going to take him down a notch and make him second-guess himself. And as we know with Mitro, yeah, his play is such so determined by his mentality, by his confidence. And if you take away a big part of his confidence, I don't know. does that affect other parts of his play? This is a hard one. This I don't think this is cut and dry. I think this is a difficult one. I understand. Just give it to Pereira. But I don't know what that would do to someone like Mitro. And there was an interesting article in The Athletic about him. He talks about how he struggled after he missed that penalty yeah. for Serbia yeah. for his own country and how that affected him. So how would this affect him if you took him off? I, I don't know. It, it's a tough one. It, it's I don't think it's cut and dry. I think it's a difficult one for Marco. I see the point for everyone who's mentioned have someone else take it, have Pereira take it. But what does that do for your striker? I don't know. I'm not sure. This is what Stefan had to share. Mitrovic should not have taken the penalty. Again, he's taken all Fulham's penalties, so it's hard not to have him take it. But now he's missed three, Max. It's a very interesting situation, what they have to figure out moving forward. It really is. Okay, my friend, we've actually, wow. Time has flown by, my friend. We've done 25 minutes of our full-time show. Like I said, we will have another show. Me and Giannis will be doing more of a post-match show on Monday, and that should be interesting when we do that. But coming up next, we're going to end with talking about man of the match. If you're watching live, please feel free to share who was your man of the match. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. 
Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Okay, Max, let's finish this up. And I, I hope it's been therapeutic for you. I, I like doing these shows because I feel like it rips off the Band-Aid. We can talk about it and then we can move on. And uh, I guess also me being more of a glass half full person, this kind of suits me a little bit. I don't know why, but it, it does. But we've already talked about how they scored the goal in case anyone is just jumping in. We already talked about the Newcastle goal. So we're not really going in chronological order on this. We're just talking about the key events. So, Max, I think it's clear who man of the match is. I think it's Issa Diop. Who's your man yeah. of the match? Diop, for sure. Without a doubt. As I said, I think he saved probably three or four clear goals going opportunities for us. Had a lot of poise. He has actually subbed off at the end, which is funny. But he was excellent. And he's really impressed me recently. From his early season struggles, I think he might be one of our best defenders, if not the best defender. And today was just a great example of that. And I'm just sharing some comments. All of them are saying Diop. One says from Stephen Murray, Diop or Tete. I thought Tete played well as well. So I understand that. All right. Wow. This has been an interesting show, my friend. Like I said, we will have more of a post-match show on Monday. Giannis and myself will go through it in more detail, but I think it's always good to talk after the match. Win, lose, or draw. Cottage Talk is here. We're here, Max. We're, we're here to do it. I know it's difficult, but we're here to do it. And we're here as a community to uh, be with the other Fulham supporters. And in this case, some Newcastle United supporters, and I wish Newcastle United all the best of luck the rest of the season. Hope you get into the top four. Stay there, I mean. I mean, you're already in the top four, so I would like you to, to stay there. But I think Fulham did a very nice job. Yes, they lost two matches to Newcastle United, but they certainly more than held their own, Max. That's basically my final thoughts on this full-time show. Yeah, and listen, we'll go again. We have a tough run of fixtures against good quality of opposition, but what we've seen recently is that no team in this division will play us off the pitch. And that's a credit to everyone at Fulham, is that we are no easy pushovers like we were in the past couple of seasons when in the top flight. We're going to work teams until the very end. Right. And if you look at this, yes, they have difficult matches coming up against Chelsea and, of course, against Tottenham. Tottenham's going to be at Craven Cottage. I actually like Fulham's chances in that match, to be honest with you, right right off the bat. I'm going to say it right now. Chelsea, that's going to be interesting in itself. But they've shown that they can hang with anyone, including Man City, which is a surprise. I know about the red card and all of that, but they still hung with them. So they can do that. And uh, I think Fulham have a legitimate chance to end in six. I'm going to say it right now. I'm, I'm calling my shot right now. But we'll see what happens. I don't think they've done anything here. That tells me that they can't. I know that it's difficult in a loss, but that's the way I'm looking at it. Okay. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Cottage Talk. As always, please do subscribe on YouTube and Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate it. And we will be back for another show. So for Max Cohen, I'm Russ Coleman. Thank you as always for watching and listening to Cottage Talk, now part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. It's the 90th minute. And all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping 
and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.